This week on the Coach Mac Podcast, we get into the state of Michigan starting to open back up now in phase four under Michigan's safe start plan to reopen everything slowly back up. Restaurants now going to be open next week and retail businesses and also athletic practices, training sessions, less than 100 people able to gather now. So certainly that impacts the Central Michigan football team. And speaking of that team, we get into that a little bit with Coach McElwain talking about the quarterback position and just practice plans and what it takes to get ready for the upcoming season and how these players who come into the program start to learn about the offensive and defensive installs. And then, of course, we've got Greg McElroy, the former quarterback at Alabama under Jim McElwain. Of course, they won the national championship back in 2010. So a lot of great stories as he joins us on the podcast. Thanks so much for subscribing and listening along. We're happy to have you. Here's the newest episode. Hope you enjoy. All right, we are back again. Episode 7, Coach McElwain. What's going on over there? <laughs> Episode 7. I can't believe they haven't, like, maybe thrown us off the air yet. But uh, <laughs> that, that seems it, it seems kind of like an eternity, doesn't it? Seventh episode. That's great. It sure does. We've been rolling for over a month and still going strong. And uh, I think people really enjoyed last week's episode with, with Butch Jones. Some great stories there. So, the guests have certainly been uh, a lot of fun, I think, for people to listen to and kind of go back down memory lane. Yeah, no, it's outstanding. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's just fun visiting with those guys and, and, you know, visiting with the different people. I'm really excited, obviously, about our guests today and in, in, uh, Greg McElroy, one of one of my former players that is just a wonderful person. And, and I think the fans will enjoy that talk. And, kind of get a look at it maybe you know some of his preparation as he calls games you know those type of things but I think that'll be great and obviously the the huge piece for for our program is is the state of Michigan starting to open up um you know this is uh this is exciting for our guys uh we're going to be able to do some um voluntary workouts and you know I mean obviously our our main focus is the health and safety of our of our players and and the people in the organization i think we have an outstanding plan with our medical staff with our strength and conditioning staff as to what that's going to look like and we're going to start picking that up uh, on on june 15th so you know there, there's there's some real excitement our last players meeting you could uh, see the kids were you know, they were bobbing their heads, and, and uh, they were excited to hear that news that we're going to be able to do uh, some voluntary workouts um, starting on the 15th. Yeah, it's really been great, Coach. You, you talk about us doing this every week for the last seven or eight weeks. Every week that we've done this, we've got closer and closer to getting back to getting football again in the fall and just having sports again, and you're right. When, uh, when Whitmer came out with the, the Phase 4 plan, which is going to allow restaurants to reopen and retail businesses are opening back up, and then that activities, the athletic practices, training sessions, games, up to 100 people able to gather outside, that certainly impacts you and your players. So t tell us a little bit about what that plan is. I know you mentioned it's going to sure. start June 15th, but what are you guys going to be doing? Well, you know, right now we're collecting the information, you know, with our players. Uh, we've obviously been in constant contact through, you know, since this started, um, you know, with them, um, kind of getting their plans, their feelings, 
uh, their comfort, you know, with, with being able to come back. And, um, you know, right now we won't be able to be indoors uh, to do it. So we'll set up, a, uh, you know, a training uh, facility that's actually outdoors and um, that will work out great for us. Uh, and uh, then we'll be able to go ahead and get those guys more importantly, get that camaraderie, get the guys back together um, and, and get them working out and getting them ready to play San Jose State. And this will be the whole team, right? I mean, these guys have been individually working out, but in two weeks, it's going to be the entire team. We're going to be able to, in those voluntary workouts, you know, we're going to be able to, you know, have them structured, have them, uh, you know, Joel and his staff will, will, will be heading it and, and, you know, get them back on a routine uh, as it, as it uh, kind of goes out. There's certain things that we're still kind of um, – you know, we need to do, obviously, before everybody's back. Um, but at the same time, the big piece is, is once we get them cleared medically and they feel comfortable, uh, you know, in doing it, the kids are going to be able to come to our makeshift weight room and get some work done. Yeah, that, that all sounds great. I mean, uh, again, from what they have been limited to do, still trying to find ways to do stuff on their own, but then uh, having the opportunity to sort of work together What's the, the plan for, for what they're doing? Well, for us, um, we finish up and in, in, in we break the off-season, uh, this being the off-season, obviously, uh, into four specific quarters. Uh, and, and we work our four-quarter program. Uh, the end of this week, we're finishing up with the first quarter, uh, which was kind of a maintenance and reflection uh, a quarter. Now, as we go into the second quarter, now, the intensity of the workouts, um, the things we need to do to prepare ourselves, which will take us in this second quarter, will take us, you know, through the 4th of July holiday and uh, before we start the third quarter. But with that, um, the intensity, the workload, those type of things will really pick up in this second quarter. Obviously, for us, the kids that do come back and, and voluntarily work out um, starting the 15th, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of pre-assessment just to see where where they're at so we can work them into that, that uh, workload uh, specifically for each guy. Gotcha. Football is, is coming back here, and, and those guys are going to be able to, to get working and continue on that plan that you've talked about. That, that kind of leads me to, to this team in general. Coach, I, we haven't talked a ton about this upcoming team just because we're, we're dealing with everything else, but what excites you about this upcoming team as they get ready to take the field in the fall? Well, I think, you know, if you were to visit with them, they, they, they could certainly feel my excitement yesterday in the team meeting. And, uh, and, and more than that, just to be able to see their smiling faces again. And, um, um, you know, sometimes you forget, you know, those guys have a great impact on us as coaches uh, just through their personalities and, 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 uh, you know, seeing them around. So, um, but, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I'm excited to see where these guys are when they do start to come back voluntarily as far as where they're at uh, from a development standpoint um, and what they've been able to do. Um, and that's going to tell us how quickly we can kind of get into 
uh, more of the X's and O's piece, you know, is uh, making sure that these guys are in the right frame of mind, both physically and, and mentally, um, you know, as, as we move forward. Um, you know, specifically this team, you know, it's too early to tell, um, but obviously we were lucky uh, getting in, you know, 10 days of spring ball. So I think we're ahead of the curve uh, than a lot of teams are right now. Now I got a question for you, Coach. Uh-huh. Uh, when when is it going to be appropriate for me to to ask you about the quarterbacks? Are we like four to five <laughs> podcasts away, or where, where are we at with that? Um, you know what? I can't believe we've made it <laughs> seven, and this is the first time you've said it, right? <laughs> uh, so, but uh, no, I'm I'm excited about the position, and uh, you know we're bringing in some new guys to to compete, and you know. This was going to be important getting those guys involved and in, in, in just to kind of see where they're at so they can start getting some timing with uh, some of the other offensive uh, skill players. And um, so, but, you know, with that, I know D. Rich has been doing an outstanding job. I've got a lot of really good uh, response from people down uh, in Florida uh, as far as what he's been doing. And, and they've been able to work out and throw quite a bit down there. So, uh, shouldn't miss a beat right there. Uh, David's been really good in communication with the team and what he's been doing. And, and uh, you know, we haven't talked about uh, Ty Brock and, and Tyler Pape. Um, all indications, those two guys have been working their tails off. So um, we'll see. We'll see when they get here. Yeah, that, I think just as a fan and people that follow the program, obviously – figuring out who was going to be the starting quarterback last year. And then we obviously saw great work from Dormady and Tommy Lazaro and also from David Moore. So, I, again, I think that's it's obviously a position that everyone is looking towards. That's going to be fun to see again this year. Who steps into that role and leads your offense up and down the field? Yeah, we're, we're, um, in, in, we're working at a couple guys at, at uh, you know, kind of that Lazaro role so to say, you know, where, where we did some things unique with his, him and mm-hmm. his skill set. We've actually got a plan uh, to put some of that in with um, a couple guys that aren't necessarily quarterbacks, but uh, they were at one time in their career in high school and they can still throw it. But uh, so what, it, it's fun doing that kind of thing too. What is it like having a lot of the pieces back, but then, potentially having a new quarterback lead that offense. I'm, I know David Moore is, is in the running and there's some new pieces, but you seem to, you've got a lot, you've got running backs, you've got linemen, you've got wide receivers that are back. How does that, how is that going to mesh together? Or how do you expect it to mesh together as, as we get towards fall camp? Well, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about the quarterback position and I'm going to go right to the center, <laughs> which is Jamez <laughs> Kimbrough, who, uh, you know, has really adapted to being our, our center. And, and that is such an important position because of the, the initial understanding of, of where we're sending the line to and the mic points and all that kind of jargon. But, uh, you know, I'm excited that, that he was able to get those practices because he's going to be a huge help for whoever it is behind center. No doubt about that. Coach, one more here before before we get to – to Greg McElroy, tell us a little bit about the process of practices because that's so huge and a lot of the fans and just people that are following this program, we don't get an opportunity 
to see the practice and more so how you and the coaches come up with the practice plan. So take us through a little bit of how this works, whether it's through spring ball or leading up to fall camp or whether it's game by game, week by week. How are those practice plans implemented from you and the staff? Well, it starts with uh, there's a lot of planning, a lot of preparation that goes into each and every practice itself, um, including the off, the off season, which uh, we're in right now, and technically, which is our OTA phase, where we're doing actual installs right now with our position groups, um, and offensively and defensively, in in allowing them uh, to to learn, you know, the the what we're going to do from an install standpoint going into fall camp. I think that's a real important point um, that sometimes overlooked because we always think of the game week or, or that kind of thing. But really these off season uh, installs uh, really determine how quickly you're going to be able to go uh, with your schemes, uh, depending on how that works. So that's really happening right now. When you get to that weekly game plan itself, um, and we're going to be talking to a guy, Greg McElroy, that I'm going to tell you challenged me every day as a coach uh, as far as the installs go. And, and each day is broken up in a situation. So we know, for example, um, you know, on the first practice of that given week uh, is going to be a base offense and defensive uh, install to normal down and distance and actually, believe it or not, uh, goal line and short yardage on those days. Then the next day will be heavy emphasis on the third downs uh, situationally. Your next practice then focuses, you know, on the different areas down in the red zone, you know, starting with the, the high fringe area and working your way down. And so each day has an emphasis on situations. And the kids know this day, this is the install for this, uh, you know, this particular opponent. And we keep it that way uh, so the kids understand coming in the building, hey, on, on Tuesday, this is what we're doing. And they know what to look forward to as far as what they need to study ahead of time, uh, knowing what we're going to be installing that day. And now are those installs mostly done now and in training camp or you're adding some pieces I would imagine as well during the season also each week but you're okay. you know you're right now we're actually in those uh, situational things where you know you're your your base and and more than anything teaching them what the situation is and why it's important to do whatever you need to do to win that situation um it's definitely not just roll the ball out and run some plays. Um, that 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 doesn't really happen anymore. It's it's uh, a, a true breakdown. And those things right now, offensively and defensively, our staffs work tirelessly over the off season in working in those areas. Uh, we've got some new thoughts and ideas that you you know you stay current and you work uh, you know looking and seeing if it fits your team. And then we actually look at those in training camp to see if that's, you know, something that we're going to keep in that bucket that we can reach into uh, when we need it. And I would imagine just specifically since we talked about the quarterbacks, a guy like David Moore is someone that's a little bit more advanced and well-versed in some of the things that you guys like to do as opposed to some of these new guys, whether they're transfers or new from the new recruiting class that are coming in trying to learn what you guys want to teach them. 
Right. Now, you know, you hit a real important point right there is, is uh, you can do all the neat things you want, um, but ultimately it's got to fit the skill set of the guys that are playing. Yeah. And what are those strengths going to be? And where we find that out, we find it out in the summer when these guys get back here voluntarily and, and uh, you know, they're out, you know, doing some of the things as a team that they can do. Um, and we get the feedback on, on how it went. And then we kind of move forward from there, even before we get into a first organized training camp piece. I love it, Coach. I could sit here and talk about this the schematic side and implementing the new plans and the plays all day long. It, it's just it's great to be talking some football again. I know we've talked positive things and hoping that uh, we could get to this point, but it is great that we are progressing closer and closer to actually having football and practices and those student athletes back on campus to have an opportunity to get ready for the fall no absolutely and i you know i think really some of this can really it'll be good i think for us to uh, you know even visit with greg mcelroy but uh as a former quarterback and and had a career in the nfl and and uh really how he goes about his weekly uh you know scouting report when he's calling a game as, as an analyst, you know, I think, I think that this could be pretty interesting and, and, uh, you might, you might find some things out on that, Adam, that I don't even want out. Right. You might get some (laughs) secrets out of this guy, you know, Hey, he's got, he's got a football background and he's got broadcasting. So, you know, I'm excited for this. I I say, let's bring him in here. Yeah, I think we ought to do that. And, uh, you know, I think the one thing people got to realize, you know, it isn't just being a football player. He was, uh, actually a finalist uh, as, as a Rhodes Scholar and um, had to miss actually a practice to go on his interview. So um, he, he's a wonderful guy, and I'm excited to have him on. All right, Coach McElwain, you're up. We got this week. Well, th- this is one of my – I've got to start this, too, is, is one of my favorite guys of all times, and, and he really made me into a coach uh, that, that I am at the position, and that's Greg McElroy. Uh, Greg, tell me how you're doing, man. position and to me one of the most important is being a winner and Greg you, you know in high school what what at, at, at uh, South Lake Carroll would you go 16 and 0 and won a state championship yeah. Is, yeah. is that how that worked That's right. You know, your your accuracy and your ability 
uh, you know, some of the some of the things you did from a number standpoint, it just it always blew me away. And of course, you know, you'd be like twenty three of twenty six with one of those being a throwaway, and I'm ripping you about the two that you don't complete. Isn't that kind of how that works? That sounds about right. And honestly, I, wanted, I remember one, for example, uh, we were playing, I, I'm not going to say who we were playing, it was on a Thursday night, and I remember it was like, one of those nights, it was, we played, it, it was really pretty simple plan, like, hey, let's just be smart, let's be accurate, you know, make good decisions, touchdowns, check downs, you know, same thing that we always go through. Uh-huh. Fresh it enough, and my wife is 
You know, you talk about some, uh, you know, guys and and kind of when you were a player in the NFL, you actually had a little bit of a tie to Central Michigan and the, and the Chippewas with uh, with a guy. Am I right? Yeah, Nick Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, I love you, and, and uh, because I love you, I love your family. 
Yeah, that's right. Do you, you know, do you find yourself, um, having done this, and obviously you build those friendships and relationships, when you go to these different towns, you know, do you see some of these guys and that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, I always thought, you know, maybe I'd get into coaching, and, and obviously, if you love the game, it becomes just, it's an addiction. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh-huh. Being in football is an addiction. Uh-huh. And, all the 
digest and appreciate what I have to say, well, my wife can also do the same thing. If you can connect to both sides of the parabola, I think that's something that's really, really important. Um, and, and something that, that I've really tried to pride myself on. So uh, my best critic is my mom. Um, and she, she, uh, she was a cheerleader at Florida State, but she knows football but, and is super passionate about football. But usually she can say, okay, I, under- I like what you said here. I didn't, like, I didn't understand what you meant by this. I like this. There's way too much football here. Tell me about the kid. You know, so like she's a good, solid person to bounce stuff off of, and, and my wife's been, been equally, uh, equally supportive and important in regards to figuring out the way I want to call a game. You know, I don't think some of the people realize that, that uh, you know, you were actually the finalist for the Rhodes Scholarship, uh, in fact, missed a practice. I, I, don't, I think you remember that, but uh, I, I, I was still angry. Like, where is this guy? What's he got going? You know, what, what's the big deal about that? But now it just hit me because I swear you just used the word parabola. On,
to look forward to and there's things to kind of take us out of our norm, uh, that might be something that, that could benefit us down the road because there are just so many troubling things that are going on in the world right now that, that uh, you know, hopeful that we can have something that might bring us back together in sports is in the past not able to do that. No, absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, I... I've got to say this, Greg, you mentioned, you know, fall camp and, and with that piece coming up, but, you know, real quickly, and I, I won't keep you much, but uh, I can remember one of those first fall camps uh, when we were at Alabama, and of course, I'd never been in the humidity of the South, right, and uh, we go into the the, the training room, walk through on, on after practice, and it looked like a mash unit, I want to say... Jeff had about 36 IVs in, guys, you know, trying to, trying to get them ready for the next practice. <laughs> successful that's really what it's all about so man I really appreciate you doing this uh, Adam you've kind of been sitting there just kind of and I know how excited you were to get you know a fellow broadcaster on the podcast right and so um, you, you got one thing for for Greg that you've been kind of sitting there wanting to ask I'm going to be a little bully here coach I'm going to ask him too okay it's
appreciates his purpose. He appreciates what I think is the most important thing. Like, the reason why we're calling the game is to tell the story of the guys on the field. Like, it's not about us. And it shouldn't be, at least. I mean, yeah, granted, there are some big names. There are some legends that call games. Uh, whether it be on ABC or CBS or, or NBC, of course. I mean, legends, Hall of Fame broadcasters. But the story should always be prioritized on the field. And I think that, that Dave Patch does an amazing job of that, making sure that the players are highlighted more so than anything else. So uh, he's one of my best buddies. We've done uh, a million games together. So that he would be the guy that I would lean on as far as the most comfort I have with and, and the best relationship that I have with on the air. Yeah, he does a tremendous job. And anybody that can put up with Bill Walton on a regular basis certainly is welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a parabola? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. 
place he's been, there's been tr- dramatic improvement because he makes it fun for the guys and he meets them where they're at. He's, you know, he's a guy that I will always support and love and, and have appreciation for and, and uh, will always credit for, for anything that I've been able to achieve. Um, you know, Max is a big part of that. So I'm happy for y'all that you have him. Uh, and I'm happy for him that he has y'all because what I think of Central Michigan and all the things that Matt loves, uh, Central Michigan checks every single box. So I, I think it's just wonderful that you guys have found each other with both program and coach, and, and I couldn't be happier or was to come for you guys together. That means a lot, Greg. I appreciate it, bud. And more than anything, uh, you know what? You keep doing what you're doing. You, you, you Unbelievable job. And, and I appreciate you coming on this podcast. Uh, hopefully we got into double figures with uh, listeners. Do you think, Adam, on this? By having Greg as a guest? You, I think we did. <laughs> you think we did? All right, good. And uh, yeah, yeah, when you get the triple figures, don't forget where you came from. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks so much, and uh, hugs all the way around, Bud, and, and uh, can't can't wait to get this football season going. All right, sounds good, brother. I appreciate you, man. Give give uh, everyone my best, and, and look forward to seeing you very very soon. All right, man. Be good. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, guys. Well, that was a ton of fun having Greg McElroy on, your former quarterback coach. Great stories between you two, and obviously many memories, and he's doing great for himself, as you mentioned, these days with the broadcasting career he's got. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you just you, – the great thing about coaching is all the people you meet and the lives you touch and, and uh, you know, um, to see them go on and – and uh, be real productive in everything they do. It's just that that's what makes this coaching special and, and those relationships that last forever. And obviously, I think probably what was going through your mind a little bit is uh, how these two guys sat in a room together like we did uh, putting in game plans. And I've got a quarterback using words like parabola. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've got to look at him a couple times and say, hey, hey you got to dumb this down for the coach, Greg. Yeah, you can you can tell he's a he's a pretty smart guy. He uh, certainly that contributed to him being great on the field. Coach, you know I do my homework when I get ready for these podcasts. So you know what I did last night is uh, I flipped on that 2010 national championship game where the old Crimson Tide are trying to win their first national title since 1992. And you know they show they show this camera up in the press box, and it's a younger Jim McElwain, but he was sporting these pretty spiffy spectacles that I remember, these glasses. You remember wearing those, looking at the play sheet up there at the Rose Bowl? Uh, 100%. In fact, I still I still have those. I, and uh, I think they were 75 cents at one of the dollar stores <laughs> or something and, uh, and allowed me to actually look at the call sheet and know what the heck I was supposed to be doing anyway. But uh, I've got that same pair, and actually the – Kind of interesting because they give me a hard time sometimes, but uh, I actually broke one of the legs off of it, uh-huh. and it allowed me to wear my um, one-eared headset uh, on that side and, and uh, not ruin it. So, uh, yeah, no, there, there's a lot of great memories as, as you stroll down memory lane here, and it's kind of been fun with these podcasts doing that. Yeah, and I got—I do have to ask you one one question about that championship game. I mean, the news came out after the game that that Greg uh, had some rib injuries, so yeah. you guys were were dealing with that. You obviously relied on two great running backs. 
uh, throughout that game. Three running backs that contributed, but you preparing for that game, building a lead, and then Texas gathering momentum and coming back, and then you guys closing it out. What was that game like? And again, bringing the championship back to Alabama because it had been a while since they had won one, and now they've put together five in the last decade. You know, I've got to tell you the one thing that, that struck me most, obviously Greg did play hurt and no one knew it. Um, you know, it altered a little bit on, you know, what what we needed to ask of him uh, in that game, and yet he was our leader. You know, at that time, you know, we talked about his unbelievable high school career as a starter going 16-0 and and winning a state championship in the state of Texas, and, and then as a first-year starter at Alabama goes 14-0. and um, it, it, it just tells what a winner is. But the one thing that really sticks in my mind, um, we played the game, was the next day. And uh, we had a staff meeting that next morning before we got on the plane to head back to Tuscaloosa. And at 9 o'clock in the morning, you'd have thought, A, we had lost. We're the worst team. We're behind in recruiting. You know, all of those things. But I think that's the mastermind behind Nick Saban. Yeah. You know? Hey, okay, great. We did it. Now let's get ready to go get the next one. And that's really kind of the focus. And, and um, no, that was, that was a, that was a great game. And for me, uh, my goal as a, as a young kid, you know, growing up in Montana, you see games at the Rose bowl on TV and, you know, being able to play in that, you know, such a tradition rich stadium uh, and being in the Rose bowl itself, that's something I'll cherish forever. Yeah, and it, it was a great game, and man, that defense has to be up there as one of the all-time great defenses in college football history. They were suffocating to that Texas offense. Obviously, even more difficult when, when Colt McCoy goes out, but man, they were physical up front. Well, and you know, part of what happened, too, when, when you know, Colt was, uh, you know, knocked out of the game, and, and you kind of find out he's not coming back, um, you know, them trying to find their way with, you know, a young quarterback that, that uh, was a really good player but hadn't really seen a defense like that. And really at that point it was, uh, look, let's control the football. Um, let's score when needed. And um, But at the end of the day, um, you know, our defense is going to win this for us, and they certainly did. Favorite play from the game is that uh, pick six right before halftime, the big fella rumbling and stumbling, breaking a couple <laughs> of tackles into the end zone. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, of, of all people, too, uh, it, it was uh, it was fantastic. And, and uh, like I said, you know, one of these days, uh, Karen and I will sit back and actually reflect on some of those moments. You know, you, you don't ever really realize all the things that maybe you, you've been able to do because you're so focused on the now. And, and for us, the now is the Chippewas. Yeah, and we're certainly happy to have you here, Coach. A ton of accomplishments in your in your back pocket and more coming your way, and we're looking forward to this upcoming season. And more importantly, Coach, we're looking forward to next week's podcast because that's what we're amped up about is, is this podcast. <laughs> Do you think that they're going to let us actually be on a string of now eight? podcast or do you think we haven't got kicked off yet right uh, michael alford i'm waiting for him to call me and say this is it we're you guys are done i'm, I'm sick of this <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i can see that coming so get ready <laughs>
I'm preparing myself as we speak. Coach, as always, uh, thanks so much for doing this. We're looking forward to continuing to get closer and closer to football, and I think we are getting there, and, and I know everybody's enjoying having you every week and, and bringing on the guests and just talking football. It's been a lot of fun. No, it's great, and you do a great job, Adam, man. This has been, this has been good, and look forward to look forward to next week. All right, Coach. We'll have a good weekend. All right, buddy. Be good.